don't want to be strong like men who look pretty. I want to be strong like bitch that fight bears in the forest. Welcome to another episode of Bitch vs. Bear with your hosts, me, Amber, and my bestie, Sydney. We are co-owners of Shield Maiden Training Co. And this is a show where we bitch, laugh, and chat about all things fitness related to women and the LGBTQI plus community. That is right. I like, I, I noticed that my woohoo is in all of our, like, that's, that's the hook. You know, you, yeah, you always do bestie and I do. That's your hook. Yeah. I like it. I like it too. Yeah. Um. Cool. So we are coming to the end of May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. For those of you who don't know, but you should know because you've been listening to the podcast. So you've probably picked up on that theme. Or if you've just been like existing in the world, it's kind of everywhere right now. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. Because like, I mean, think about, you know, 10 years ago, it definitely was not something that was as well like promoted. There's definitely a lot of stigma around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that this is just a generally cool time to like be talking about and doing things that are a little what what would have been considered taboo years ago. Taboo. Yeah. It's mental health. We all have to deal with it. Yeah. Like we all have it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's like when people are ashamed of talking about like poop. Yeah. It's like, do, but doesn't everybody do it? <laughs> like, No, obviously women don't poop. Well, obviously. You know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. So we're going to continue with kind of the theme and we're going to talk a little bit about physical exercise and kind of the coping strategies that physical exercise can provide for people who have, you know, mental health issues, or even those of us who don't have like a diagnosed mental health issue, but just it's good to help us control our mental health. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So we all know at this point, hopefully, that exercise has shown been shown to improve our mood, our energy, our sleep habits. Like it has a big impact on all of us. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk a little bit about how exercise has impacted impacted our own mental health. So Amber, yes. how has exercise <laughs> impacted your mental health? And I think it'll be important to point out that sometimes it's both positive and negative. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think for me, I don't really notice anything when I am working out regularly. I notice when I stop working out regularly, (laughs) that's when the effect happens. Um, I do notice, uh, when I'm not being active regularly that I, I feel like I don't cope with stress as well mm. as I do when I'm more active. Um, and I think my m- overall mood is better. Uh, I know you have commented on <laughs> my mood, my attitude when working out and when not. Uh, so <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. Yes, it, it does. <laughs> yes. That's on par. It's on brand. What about you, Sid? What do you what do you think? Um, I think similarly, I I definitely notice it more when I haven't been consistent with my exercise routine and like physical activity. Um, but what I notice when I am working out pretty regularly is it is definitely what I would use as like a 
ADHD coping skill. It gives mm. me an outlet. Um, I think that's why I liked CrossFit for such a long time is that yeah. there were different movements, there was different stimuluses. And so I wasn't necessarily focusing on one thing all the time. And I wasn't getting bored because yeah. I was constantly kind of varying things. Um, I know for me personally, I'm a stimulus seeking individual because of right. my ADHD. Um, I'm, and I'm not working out regularly. I am definitely still seeking stimulus, but usually choosing not great or healthy choices. So for example, um, at the end of the day, I come home and it is literally, it's a, just a, a seeking behavior. I can pop a beer for that sound or I can pop a seltzer and it gives me the same satisfaction to like mm. hear and feel and like, be like, okay, now I'm transitioning. Yeah. Um, into the evening time and definitely finding ways like I opt for a seltzer because I know that's not going to impact my training the next day. Mm -hmm. So like, it just is a cycle of like, if I'm not training, then I'm more likely to be like, oh, well I could have a beer or two, which then impacts my sleep. And so like, right. it just, it helps me stay grounded, I guess is a good word for it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It makes me have better choices throughout the day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely. So I see that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, now that we know a little bit about ourselves and how physical exercise helps us, we're going to talk a little bit about just like the general benefits for reducing symptoms of depression and anxiety, because I think that is probably the more common mental issues that we find kind of out in the world. Mm -hmm. So we've continued to emphasize because we are a health and wellness podcast <laughs> that you should be exercising. Um, but yes. specifically you should be exercising to help reduce symptoms attributed to depression, and anxiety, um, activity, especially vigorous activity that elevates our heart rate, which we talked a little bit about, like the benefits of an elevated heart rate and, and what it releases and things like that. Those endorphins, it elevates our mood in the moment and post-workout, um, as Amber can testify <laughs> to. <laughs> um, some studies have suggested that long-term benefits from activity exercise uh, mostly come from the consistency and the duration. So if you're looking to improve symptoms of your anxiety and depression, you should be aiming for at least 30 minutes of, of vigorous exercise three to five times a week. Um, those, that's kind of the best time and dura uh, duration and like frequency. Frequency is, is yes. Frequency yeah. is the right word. Yes. I know. Yeah. That's why I said it. Um, but also just a little caveat. Remember, we're not doctors or uh, certified health professional, healthcare professionals. So these we're pulling these statistics from research and studies. Yeah. So you know, maybe you're a person who can get away with 25 minutes, yeah, three times a week. Always talk to your doctor before engaging in a new activity if you are unsure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or have pre-existing health conditions. <laughs> See, we're good. We yeah. cover. We want to motivate you, but not like put you in danger. Exactly. Um, okay. So if like me, you are struggling with motivation, <laughs> uh, that is always my biggest issue with getting to, to the gym, to working out, to doing anything is motivation. 
Um, I struggle with that a lot. Or if you want to incorporate more activity into a routine that you already have, we have some suggestions for you. First, don't think of exercise as a chore. Like yeah. I know it can sometimes feel that way because it's just like one more thing that you have to try and fit into your day on top of all the other things that you have to do. So if you associate working out exercise with another or as another should that you're not living up to, then you're setting yourself up for failure or to feel like you failed. Yeah. I mean, I think we can all kind of relate to that. It's like, I should be going to the gym right now. I should be doing the laundry right now. Even when you're just like maybe taking care of your mental health by resting and relaxing, reading, like, yeah. And, you know, I think for a lot of women, Mm. um, (laughs) because of societal norms and being raised a certain way, there was a lot of like, if you're taking time for yourself, then you, you could be doing something more beneficial for the household. Yeah. And I think specifically for women, they get that kind of same feeling as like, it's just another chore. Working yeah. out is just another chore. Or it's a it's something that you're doing for yourself and not contributing to the household. Exactly. It's not productive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. I feel that a lot. Um, and I think that's not the being productive for the household because it's, I'm my household. So like, whatever, but feeling like exercise is a chore and like, how do I fit this into my day? There are other things I should be doing or other things I want to be doing that are not as strenuous (laughs) as having to go work out or like having to leave my house to go somewhere to work out, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a struggle as well. Yeah. I recently just saw something which I thought was interesting is that there was a study done on young children Hmm. and the outcomes of their kind of like health and wellness mindset. And it was linked to the, their mom and whether or not they saw their mom taking care and doing physical activity and like going to the gym and it has the most impact on younger kids. And so it, it was talking about how to, as a, spouse support your partner in making sure especially if you have young children making sure they have time to do that because it it really impacts those young children and the outcomes for the rest of their life so if you had a parent who you didn't see making time to go to the gym or making time to meal prep and do those things and always kind of feeling stressed out then you were more likely to have unhealthy eating and physical exercise routines versus huh. the the parent senior mom go to the gym make time and seeing the the spouse support that and make sure that they have that time and i was like that's fascinating it's so interesting so if you have young kids and i think the study they looked and they saw it was between ages like three and seven mm-hmm. and that was like the most impactful time so yeah. like if super have, impressionable age. Yeah, exactly. So if you are the spouse or if you are the parent or mother of these children, make sure you're making time because yeah. it impacts their health way down the line. Yeah. And we all want kids to be healthy. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And we want you to be healthy as their parent. Yeah. So yeah, setting that good example is so important at a young age. Yep. Awesome. So kind of like we just alluded to, analyze your barriers. What's mm. keeping you from exercising? 
sizing? Are you feeling self-conscious because maybe you've put on an extra 30 pounds during the pandemic? Um, are you, you know, you don't want it in. Are you kind of like Amber, uh, one of the barriers being like, I don't necessarily want to leave my house to go to another place. If you've seen John Mulaney, never go to a secondary location. Never, never. (laughs) Are you lacking accountability? So like, Mm. or do you not have a training partner or a social group that's really kind of making sure you're staying consistent with it? Um, Is it cost prohibitive? Like, a lot of times, yeah. A, a lot of times, especially in this economy, right? right? How many times can we say that in our <laughs> podcast? Um, you know, there are free options that do have a great impact on your health, like mm-hmm. walking. The, you don't have to pay to go for a walk. I mean, most of us can find at least a little bit of green space and things like that where we can go walk for free. Any, you know, try and hit, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, three mm-hmm. to five times a week. It'll still have an impact on your overall health and wellness. Absolutely. And if you're able to do it outside, like getting outdoors, vitamin D, vitamin D out in the sun, looking at hopefully some scenery. I don't have a lot of great scenery here, but some of my neighbors have some lovely gardens. I'll look at those. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it has an overall, I mean, that's one of the things about European countries. I think that we mm-hmm don't do super well here. I follow this really <laughs> funny German guy on Instagram. And one of his things was he was visiting his brother here in the States and he, and he still lives in Germany and he went to like the suburbs and he's like, Oh, the, you know, this is the suburbs. Does everybody has nice green lawns. Everyone must be outside all the time. No, no one's outside. Oh, there must be great walking trails. No trails. Oh, there must be like a corner market where you can get fresh vegetables and like, nope, no corner market. And he's like, huh. And like that really resonated where it was like, you know, there is a benefit to spending a lot of time outside. There really is. And if you are not an outdoor person, that's okay. You should still try to get outdoors a little bit, but you can also do workouts from home, Mm -hmm. you know? Plug for us, for Shield Maiden. I was going to say, if you uh, don't know where to look, if you don't know where to find an at-home workout, check out our Instagram. Uh, we're trying to post, you know, a pretty simple exercise routine, uh, pretty simple workout, not daily, weekly. Yeah. So check those out. And what is nice about Shield Maiden is they're all free. We don't, you yeah. know, like some will have like intros of like, oh, you can try a workout for seven days. Like, no, we're just posting We're just at-home. posting workouts. Yeah. And do it and feel better. Yeah. They're usually pretty quick. Nothing yeah. too crazy. Yeah. You know, somewhere between 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So once you have figured out your barriers, figure out what you enjoy doing. And do it. Uh, you know, going back to trying to flip that mindset of exercise not being a chore. If you find something that you enjoy doing, it feels less like a chore. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, of course, we're not mental health professionals. So, like, get the support of your mental health professional. Mm-hmm. Discuss the benefits of exercise and how it can fit into your overall treatment plan. Yeah. Because they might have some other tips and tricks. Absolutely. Or, you know, be an accountability partner. Somebody who, when you talk to them, they ask you, well, what did you do for exercise this week? <laughs> And you can be like, well, (laughs) yeah. And I think it's, it's definitely harder to like blow off your, your 
health professional mm-hmm. as you can, like your friend and make excuses. Like I think sometimes your doctors are a little more, you're a little more stringent with their expectations. And that is a, a nice thing to have when you're lacking accountability. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. What I heard was I need to be, um, hold Amber a little more accountable because we used to go to the gym and I used to drag her along kicking and screaming and I haven't been doing that. So we haven't been to the gym together in a long time. Yeah. Well, we go climbing. We go climbing. Yeah. We didn't go climbing today because we're, we volunteered this weekend and all a little beat up. We're a little tired. We lifted and hoisted lots of small children. Like that was probably more strength training than you've done (laughs) in a while. It was, it was, and I didn't do that much of it because walking around on that fluffy mat yeah. hurt my knee. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. What are you talking about next? Moving forward. Moving <laughs> forward. Um. So kind of the ongoing efforts and initiatives to promote mental health and wellness in the fitness industry. So if you're mm-hmm. an industry person who, you know, has a lot of impact, whether you're a PT, a coach at a gym, something like that. This section is really kind of geared towards you. Of course, everybody else, keep listening. It's still applicable. Yes. So one of the things that we need to make sure that is continuing to be done is the focus on education awareness and providing resources and training to staff in these fitness facilities. Yes. I think if they understand their role in kind of the grander scheme of not, it's not just physical wellness that they, the Venn diagram overlaps so much, then they'll, they'll feel better about what they're doing. Cause I think one of the Mm -hmm. things that I've read a lot about is fitness professionals, not feeling as though clients and members and and people don't see them as necessarily holding the most professional role, Mm. but they really do because they are bridging the gap between like the, the medical side of things and like everyday life and trying to keep people out of, you know, going to the doctor for a lot of chronic diseases. And I think if they held that mantle and we gave them the support and the training, then they would feel better about what they're doing and not leave the industry. Absolutely. Yeah. Education is important Mm -hmm. for educators. And that's what coaches are. Mm -hmm. The good ones should be at least is educators. Like they're teaching people how to do these things. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So there are various organizations within the fitness industry that are actively involved in campaigns to promote awareness and advocacy to reduce the stigma surrounding mental health. Yes. Yeah. And I think that is also an important like element is that there's still there's still a lot of people who are like I'm good at therapy. You know, I don't know so much our generation. Yeah, not so much our generation. <laughs> but I think it depending on where you live and who you encounter, I think probably there still are a lot of people even in our generation. I think yeah. it's more acceptable for mm-hmm. us to go to therapy. But it it not everybody in our generation feels that way. Yeah. And it can be really useful. It can be. And I think breaking, breaking down that barrier between physical health and mental health is a good place to start. Yeah. Um, and like making it not a taboo topic and incorporating, I mean, coaches generally are not mental health professionals either, but, you know, addressing the fact that, you know, what they're doing in the gym can benefit them outside the gym, both physically and mentally is important. Yeah. It can help with like keeping people motivated and keeping them pushing. Yeah. And I think 
as a, if you're an owner of a fitness, you know, organization or business looking and Googling what's in your area and bringing in fitness or mental health folks to the gym to help mm-hmm. reduce that stigma could be a really cool initiative. And I know that mm-hmm. some are collaborating in that way awesome. um, and, and kind of creating that linkage. So like they're partnering with mental health professionals. Um, they're offering services like counseling, therapy, support groups on site. So people wow. who feel already comfortable in the gym facility aren't then being taken out of their like comfort zone and put into an uncomfortable doubly uncomfortable position. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, you already feel safe here. Getting you in this door was hard enough. Let's, (laughs) let's bring things in so you don't have to leave here. And now you're in a nice, like safe bubble. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really great. And I think that collaboration could really help. Like we just talked about, right? Like consulting with your mental health professional about how exercise could help you. Well, if they already collaborate or partner with a gym, they could say, look, I know this safe space that you can go to. Here's what you should do. Like I can talk to your coaches and we can come up with a plan for you or like whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like that's so cool. I love that. Yeah. So there are also a lot of um companies that employ or not employ. Deploy? <laughs> <laughs> Employee wellness programs. Um uh, and many fitness companies are recognizing the need to prioritize the mental health of their employees. Yeah. Their own employees, their coaches. Uh, and these wellness programs now include mental health resources, stress management techniques, and sometimes even access to therapy services. Yeah. And I know, I know we've both been in professional settings where we had a wellness program mm-hmm. that incorporated those things. And for a long time, fitness businesses did not. Like they were just operating on such a tight margin. And yeah. now I think they realize like, I don't know. I, I think we probably can attest to this. Like as a coach, you kind of feel like everybody else is therapist. It's kind of like, you know, your local bartender feels like yeah. everybody's therapist. <laughs> and those people have to have someone that they can count on yeah. and that they can do the same thing with, like, mm-hmm. and not bring things home and, and do all of that. So I think it's great that the fitness organizations like have caught up to what some other businesses have been doing for a little while now. Yeah. It's such a good thing. You know, I think we talked about coaches, you know, needing to be educators and like, we know the burnout in educators right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that's untrue of the fitness industry either. Like if you're a coach, you're responsible for all these people in your gym. And making sure that everyone is being safe and doing the things properly and getting what they need out of it. And, you know, it's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. And so I think overall, the fitness industry is definitely taking steps in the right direction to promote more mental health and wellness. And by combining physical exercise with mental health support and creating these inclusive environments, Mm -hmm. or at least attempting to. And just generally raising awareness, they, they're really promoting that. I think if the industry moves towards making a kind of like a more holistic approach, we can have a greater impact on, on folks and making sure, you know, like chronic disease, we start to lower some of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I mean, that's why we started Shield Maiden. Yeah. Because we 
we felt like one, we felt excluded because, you know, women and gay. But also, like that holistic approach, I think is important. I think so getting, too. you know, not everything you need in one place, but being able to approach members, athletes, whatever you want to call them as whole people yeah. and not just, hey, you're here for this one specific purpose. Now you're gone. Yeah. There's yeah. no other thought or you're here for intention. 45 minutes to an hour, you know, hopefully three to five times a week. Yeah. But you live the rest of your life outside of the gym. So like, how do we have the greatest impact on those like <laughs> other 23 hours in the day? Yeah. And it's not just come in. Like, I think what is useful about us and what was working really well for us was that we incorporated a lot of different things into our classes. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just, all right, we're starting class and you're immediately going into hardcore workout. Yeah. It's like, no, we're going to, we're going to ease you into this. We're not going to ask you to stretch before and after class. Like that's more time. Yeah. That we know you don't have. Right. So I think incorporating that, those elements that we want people to be doing outside of class into class. Yeah. Is the key, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think more models are moving in that direction. Of course, you're still going to have your big box gyms that are just churning through people. I mean, yeah. And our hope was that if you, because some of those gyms, because they're so large and they have such a, a deep member and they can charge a lot less. Right. And so hopefully what you get from the podcast and from our Instagram and those kinds of things is the things that you can take into that where you yes. don't have a smaller class size. You don't have that kind of private experience. Like it's kind of like right. private school versus public school. Yeah. And I guess, yeah. I guess when I think about a gym, cause I don't go to the big box gyms cause that's too intimidating for me. I'm thinking about those classes yeah. where coaches are specifically working with a class. Um, but yeah, those big box gyms where you just have to go in and find your own way oof yeah but that is where you could use our workouts mm -hmm. yeah that workout Grab the you workout, can do it there do it there and you know follow along to the podcast and incorporate some of the things that we talk about into mm -hmm. that setting and then can start you on a really great journey yeah exactly you can still utilize those facilities they mm -hmm. they definitely still possess things that are useful yeah absolutely i think the thing is you just need to know like you need to have a plan yes. going in. <laughs> you cannot walk in there with no plan because it is intimidating. And then you're just stuck wandering around like, should I get on a treadmill or should I try this weird fly machine <laughs> that you see everybody using incorrectly anyway? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Get a buddy. Make a plan. Yeah. <laughs> plan ahead and prepare. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. That's it? Yeah. That's a wrap. That's a wrap for this week's Bitch versus Bear. Make sure to follow, like, and rate us on all the things. And thanks for listening. See you next week.